Welcome to Movie Night Musings, a podcast where we talk about all things film. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tara. And in today's episode, we have some surprise reviews that we're going to be sharing with each other and with you guys. So we picked, um, I think, five movies each, and we found reviews for them, and we're going to be talking about them. We'll share our opinions on the reviews, on the films themselves, and just discuss Let's, um, I guess, get started. Do you have a good amount of reviews? How many do you have? I do. I have, well, I picked five movies, um, and I have about probably four or five reviews for each movie. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> because I wasn't sure which one. Um, I don't know. I, they, they were kind of short and sweet. So right. I couldn't pick just one. So, okay. um yeah. How about you? Do you have just one or you have a few? Yeah, no, I have a couple from each movie and okay. I did um this kind of um nerdy thing where I was like, let's look at some uh stats and I Oh, okay. And I screenshotted where um like it kind of shows you each review site. So I have like their Rotten Tomatoes score, their IMDB score, and their Metacritic score. But I just did it for like um I don't know. Just for just for funsies, like I love it. Have to be like the standard. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, would well, you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So the first movie I picked was <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Which, <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait for anybody listening, Cassie worked on. Yes, which is why I picked that movie. <laughs> and when I picked it, I couldn't help but laugh because it was quite an experience. So. Um, (laughs) so I have to say the majority of this, the reviews on this movie are bad. (laughs) And, uh, and my own, I'll start with my own personal review very quickly, uh, was not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, to be honest, I've forgotten a lot about it. I don't really remember a lot of the, I mean, I know the general plot point, but it just, it didn't stick with me, I must say. Um, so, <laughs> so my <laughs> the first review that caught my eye, this is from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, mm-hmm. and it's about, it's a negative review. <laughs> and the review says, the real race in Jungle Cruise is to see if you lose track or lose interest in the plot first. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Um, so that's the first review. Uh, <laughs> I have to say that's kind of a harsh one because it's like pretty easy to follow, I must say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll give it that. Um, so that was on Rotten Tomatoes. The next one comes from IMDb <laughs> and it's also negative. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the title reads Jungle Crud. <laughs> <laughs> And they gave it uh, two out of 10 stars. Uh, they, talk, they talked a lot about uh, how the CGI was bad. But yeah, so I just, I like that one because it said Jungle Crowd and it made me laugh because I'm 13 years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I, I also wanted to pick, at least for some movies that I picked, some positive reviews. <laughs> right. So this one is also on IMDb and the title reads a popcorn fun movie (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) they gave it seven out of ten stars 
and okay. it says so some of so some pirates of the caribbean some jumanji some mummy some lara croft some indiana jones but i really had fun Dwayne was Dwayne, winky face. I think the casting was good. I really enjoyed. Yes, I agree. It wasn't a good movie. But what did you expect? This is a popcorn movie. Seven out of ten. <laughs> popcorn movie. Um, and then the next one, the last one that I have for this is, I'm, I'm going to end on a positive note as much as it pains me to do so. Uh, it says, <laughs> I absolutely love Jama Collet Seurat directed horror films many years ago. And what the heck is punctuation? <laughs> That's literally how it reads. Anyway, <laughs> I love Jama Collet Seurat directed horror films many years ago and now does action slash kid movies. Emily Blunt is gorgeous and Dwayne Johnson is always entertaining to watch in role. In my role, I appreciate all his work. What? <laughs> Simple story about a flower that can heal anything might not be for everyone, but damn sure is well filmed throughout and has spot on comedy that was well written. Love or hate this movie, I highly recommend it. Oh, and I wanted to, the reason that I screenshotted this one is it made me laugh because they gave it nine out of 10 stars mm -hmm. and the subject line reads, quite a pleasant time. <laughs> <laughs> and so those are, those are the reviews that I chose for Jungle Cruise I um, and you know, the reason that I chose it was, like I said, as Tara mentioned, uh, I worked on it and I wanted to see what people had to say. <laughs> so just like the review for Jungle Cruise, I had quite a pleasant time reading the reviews for Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I had a pleasant time listening to your review. <laughs> so now I'm really excited to hear what your first movie <laughs> is that you chose. So as we get into my my movies. Um, my first one is a movie that we talked about last week. And all of my movies are movies that we talked about last week. So if anyone is listening to this episode and hasn't listened to the first episode, surprise, surprise for you. But if you listen to the first episode, then you'll know all the movies that I am going to be talking about. <laughs> my first one is Battleship Potemkin. Oh! <laughs> which I... <laughs> kind of talked uh, loads of shit on last week but in a way like in a way that someone who enjoys like a popcorn movie would you know not in a way <laughs> not from a filmmaker's perspective because this movie did have a lot of um like his it has a lot of historical context in film like uh if you're a grandpa no just kidding film development you know it <laughs> yeah. really it What's what's the word I'm looking for? Like it really paved the way for a lot of film techniques. Okay, so it's important. And if you go to film school or you want to study film, like it is, you're going to watch it and read about it. <laughs> so anyway, it's an hour and six minutes, which I did not know because it felt a lot longer. Like, or like oh, it felt like six hours in one minute. <laughs> it felt like it was literally three and a half hours. <laughs> I, much longer than an hour. <laughs> So this movie has, surprisingly, <laughs> I mean, not surprisingly, because I guess people are just smarter than me. A hundred, <laughs> that's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, whoa. Eight out of 10 on IMDb. Whoa. 97% on Metacritic. Okay. I wish and, you could see my jaw literally just <laughs> dropped right now. Girl, mine too. I was like, uh, maybe I'm just a dumbass. Wow. <laughs> so, Anyways, this movie came out in 1925, so keep that in mind. It's a silent film, and 
um, it is very important to film history and technique. So this is a five-star review that I found on Google reviews and okay. <laughs> like five out of five out of five. Five stars out of five stars. Okay, bold. Okay, go. (laughs) Right. So Ralphie says, and I changed everybody's names, okay? I will not be using anybody's names. that's very kind of you. Except if it's a critic in a newspaper from, like, the time that the movie released. Okay. I do have some of those, okay? So if you're, like, a famous, like, critic in the newspaper, like, I'm going to use your name, but... Oof, sound of sound of today's podcast, a dog bark. Got it. Okay, go. <laughs> Back to the review. Ralphie says, in the time of coronavirus world war three, in all caps, in 2020, when your own life is in the hands of an invisible pandemic, it's cinema that breaks all barriers and provides solace and entertainment. Have been gorging on art cinema during the enforced lockdown in Mumbai. And this is the oldest produced film that I am seeing, although have read about Battleship Potemkin since a student in school. So, okay, if anyone's wondering why I'm screaming randomly, it's because this person has capitalized random words and put them in quotation marks. So I don't know (laughs) how else to emphasize that. Since a student in school, as an ex-Marine engineer officer in the Merchant Navy, having saved the seas on off for 24 years could identify with this movie although the functioning of the navy and merchant navy is a world apart it was wonderful seeking reciprocating steam engines chugging in potemkin's engine room reminding me of my own sea sailing years although i worked on the maintenance of the ship's diesel so it hit home for him <laughs> oh yeah very relatable Ironically, in the 1990s, I had sailed to the port of Odessa when it employed, when employed on a merchant ship before the disintegration of the USSR. Excellent movie and unbelievable that it was produced in 1925, with most of the cast being born in the 19th century. Ships are ships, and although the method of executive functioning and machinery has changed over the centuries, beginning from sail-propelled ships, the fact that the oceans and weather hasn't evolved Make sailing and ships an eternal profession. Ahoy. Did he say ahoy? (laughs) No way. Oh my God. So that one was really lengthy. Um, But my second one by Carl is uh, very short and sweet. Terrible graphics. Looks like it was filmed on an Android. (laughs) Um, Sir, it was filmed in 1924. Terrible graphics. Oh, man. Carl didn't give the movie any stars, but... Oh, man. I'm guessing they're not very high. <laughs> yeah, probably one. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. Terrible graphics. Graphics in 1925. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. That is so good. Okay. My next one. My next and last one. Okay. <clears throat> By Bill. Um, he gave it six out of ten stars on IMDb. And he says, overrated, but influential. (laughs) I am probably put off because of the constant hype this film got in my textbooks and lectures during media studies. It has been praised and analyzed like some holy text, which does get grading after a while. Trust me, it's not bad. It was very influential. (laughs) It (laughs) It was very influential. And it pioneered a lot of film techniques. It's just not the masterpiece I was expecting. Oh my god. What do you what do these people expect in 1925? 
it's a movie about a steam engine crew and like a woman and her baby falling down the stairs and like it's, it's not, I mean it's not about a woman and her baby falling down the stairs but like that that scene which I was reading some trivia about this movie wasn't even meant to be in the movie initially oh, and they added it in like super last minute and then they like pioneered that technique of like creating spence oh my gosh creating suspense <laughs> Creating suspense. Who's Spence? <laughs> Creating suspense, like via how you cut each shot, you know. Yep. So, yep. cool, cool. Um, some free trivia for you, uh, along with these beautiful reviews. I like it much more in depth than mine. I'm gonna give you a review and then go. I'm done. I have another piece of trivia though. I'm ready. So this movie <laughs> was um banned by the censor boards of oh. several countries when it first came out. Because they thought it was going to propagate communism to the spread of communism. Because, you know, it was just such a big movie and such a, you know, like, good movie. Wow. And so France imposed a ban after it ran briefly in 1925 and, like, did well and people enjoyed it. Then they lifted the ban in 1953. Holy cow. That's a long time. That's a yeah. pretty long time. Yeah, they waited until Stalin passed away and then... Um, the UK had it banned until 1954. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I really like this this spicy trivia you're throwing at me. I should have should have dug a little deeper. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be as amazing as me. I I know I know. Truly, <laughs> wow! Your next movie guess? Okay, so my next movie. Now this is this could be a controversial one okay. because every time I bring this movie up, people laugh in my face. <laughs> What? <laughs> because I love it. Okay. Personally, I absolutely love it. They judge you for your for your film choices? Yes. Rude. Okay. I would never do that here. This is a so the, the, the second movie that I chose mm -hmm. is Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh my gosh. That people that judge you for that have have no no like fun and joy in their heart, okay? <laughs> so Yes, and so I, I would agree. I would agree. If, if you don't like that, lay off the haterade, okay? Because <laughs> this is not... It, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's lighthearted. Who the hell doesn't love ABBA? Right. Excuse me, ABBA, you know. Um, anyway, so I love musicals to begin with. Yeah. Um, But this movie, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why, but I remember the first time seeing it and just... It was one of my favorites for a really long time. I bought it on DVD. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like memorized so many of the songs. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I, I, I really, personally, I really love it. It's just, it's just fun, it's lighthearted, you know? Um, yeah. And so now for the reviews that don't necessarily agree with my very thought-provoking opinion. Uh, <laughs> well. Well, so, I have a piece of trivia to add to your review for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's trivia, but so Bollywood has a um, history in the like late 80s and early to mid 90s of uh, directly lifting Hollywood films without any credit, like not getting remake rights or anything like that. Oh, just wow. directly lifting and Bollywoodizing the shit out of them and then... <laughs> releasing them with like big stars and like big budgets you know uh -huh. um, and there was a there's a movie star she was huge in the 70s and 80s okay 
And like in the 90s or like the early 2000s, she did a <laughs> unofficial remake of Mamma Mia Bollywood style. <laughs> oh, I have to see this. Very dramatic, very cheesy, and recently <laughs> it has become the stuff of like Indian memes. Okay. Oh. From the movie because the acting is so shitty, and then there's like a subplot that didn't need to be there, but it's oh, very- shoot, <laughs> it's wild, and it has some big stars from like the 70s in it. And people are like, like they didn't even know this movie existed, you know. And everyone is shook because they're like, Is this supposed to be like Indian Mama Mia? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll share that with you. Oh, and- that's funny. I if you have like a what is it? Well, can you like send me the title of that? Because that is intriguing. I will, and and for anyone listening, I will put a scene from it on our Instagram. I will put it on there for you. I will tell you the name of the movie, and if you can find it and watch it, you might have the best movie night of your life. Meetings, <laughs> our first suggestion. Okay, so the first review. Um, this man says, "Abba's legacy will stand the test of time far longer than this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was really short and sweet mm-hmm. next review unfortunately Streep and her ancient co-stars create pure torture whenever on screen together this is the cat woman of mu- movie musicals <laughs> cat woman <laughs> yes yes this next one I forgot that I screenshot this someone said make that grandma Mia <laughs> <laughs> And then these next few are on uh, IMDb. Okay. So uh, this one is, they gave them a four out of 10. Mm -hmm. Um, And the subject line says, don't watch it if you love ABBA. What? (laughs) Here's the thing with that, with that particular review, I'm not going to lie to you. It made me love ABBA even more. So a bunch of haters. Um, Let's see. Oh, someone said, entertaining and forgettable. Okay, well, nice of you to have the wrong opinion. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, and again, like I said, I wanted to do some negative, some positive. So this next one is 10 out of 10. And the subject line says, yeah, it's silly, but exhilarating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This, uh... Review is pretty long, so I'm just going to read the part that just caught my eye, uh, which, again, these fools, I, I, I'm i sorry, but I disagree with you. I, I will I will die with this opinion. Like, you will not change my mind ever. Um, so going down, it caught my eye, and it says, uh, so it talks about how one of the cast members can sing, but then it says, on the other hand, Pierce Brosnan can't. His singing is terrible. When he started singing SOS, my audience broke out laughing. It doesn't ruin the movie, but it brings a lot of unintentional laughter. What are you talking about? Look, look. They want to hate on Pierce Brosnan, but not on Russell Crowe and Les Mis. I mean, come on. Right. And there probably is some hate for Russell Crowe out there somewhere. However, the thing is, (laughs) is that I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, maybe someone might say that I might need to go get my ears checked. However, Pierce Brosnan was one of my favorite parts of Mamma Mia. Just saying. And you so, can't buy that. So the next review was eight out of ten. <laughs> it just says Streep sings again. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, and then the very last one. We're gonna end we're gonna end on a negative note. Um <laughs> compared to the last one. Uh so this one is a one out of ten. 
and the subject line says they can't sing at all <laughs> with an exclamation point <laughs> and they said i've seen the broadway show which was energetic and enjoyable the movie version was much much worse totally amateurish casting what were they thinking using using a cast that totally couldn't sing except for dominic cooper the grown-ups were all 10 years too old for their roles meryl streep cannot sing at all she looked too fat must she take every role even though she, though she is not suitable for Oh, wait, what? Oh, no, even though she is not suitable for, sorry. Baranski was frightful as usual. Pierce Brosnan's voice was too weak. Stellan was too unattractive to be in this movie. The whole thing looked like an amateur playhouse version of the Broadway musical. Why don't they choose actors in their 40s, not 60s? Amanda Seyfried with her bulgy eyes just isn't pretty enough for one of the leads. She is a supporting actress at best. Who is this guy? <laughs> the pretty scenery didn't even help because the singing was just so bad. If you enjoyed the staged version, Stay away from this dud or it will spoil your memories. Oh my God. Oh, and not to mention, I'd like to add 13 out of 24 found this helpful. Man. Okay. So all 13 plus the guy that wrote this review are probably like those kind of people who are like, like pretentious and they prefer the theater and like, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Stage version. And it's like, okay, bro. I know. That's fine. You you think that you have like the chops to come and comment on Meryl Streep? On I know. Meryl Streep on her choices and which films she decides to take. Yeah. Vaccinating her. Yeah. And then talk about how Amanda Seyfried Seyfried's bulgy eyes make her not attractive enough for the lead role. Are you attractive enough for the lead role? Probably not. All this you're throwing all this shade sounds insecure to me. Let us see. Exactly. Exactly. Small dick energy. Exactly. S-D-E. S-D-E. <laughs> exactly. To keep it clean so I don't have to click explicit when we upload this podcast, from now on, it is referred to as S-D-E. 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 We'll get merch with S-D-E. <laughs> All right. So, moving on to my next movie. It is. Drum roll. Here we go, here we go, here we go. What is it? So, it's Psycho. Oh, no, I was not expecting. No, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe. That is shocking and devastating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm really, I'm so interested to see what people have to say about this because... Uh, well, you'll you'll see you'll see in my in my um, my future uh, reviews. Anyway, oh, continue. reviews too? No, 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 no. You'll see. No. Okay. No. I mean, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Psycho. Just as a as a quick refresh for anyone who hasn't seen it, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, released in 1960, um, a legendary film because one, it's really good, and two, it really propelled the horror genre into what it is today. Like it is its own genre. It's not like kitschy it's not like considered like people don't dismiss it as a genre because of psycho essentially and it also really um created thrill like the thriller genre as we know it so it has a 96 percent on rotten tomatoes which i'm surprised i was surprised when i initially saw it I was, yeah i was like battleship potemkin has a hundred and this higher has- yeah sure mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm, I think I'm looking at it from a biased perspective. And also, <laughs> right, I got you. Yeah. 
once I read um, the reviews and maybe why people didn't rate it as highly, that like 4% that's missing is missing for like people's own subjective reasons. Yeah. And it has a 4.5 out of 5 Not bad. Um, stars overall and then 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. So Psycho basically um, is famous for one particular scene. Um, it's like a shower scene. And just a little trivia before I start is originally Alfred Hitchcock wanted the infamous shower scene to be silent. But the composer of the film, who is legendary in his own right, Bernard Herrmann, um, wanted, uh, went ahead and just like put the score that he wanted anyways. And as soon as Hitchcock saw it, he was sold. He was like, okay, that's it. Like, this is going in the film. And he changed his mind, which he was notoriously known for not doing. (laughs) So I have a review from when the film first released. Oh, shoot. Okay. This is from um, a critic named Stanley Kaufman, who was a film critic with the paper called The New Republic. And he was there from 1958 to 2013. So he had like a long career. And he went and he watched Psycho. And (laughs) this is what he had to say. Oh, my. Did narrow it down a bit. But basically, he goes in and he says, Psycho, Sons and Lovers might also be the title of Hitchcock's new film, Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) which is a suspense story dealing with a son, Anthony Perkins, and some lovers, Janet Leigh and John Gavin. And so then he says, the whole thing is much too long, and the plot is full of holes. And then he references some parts of the plot where he says, why, in ten years, hasn't someone from the town seen the old woman walking past the window of the house? (laughs) Why does the girl's sister insist on such a brief acquaintance that the private detective could not have merely run away (laughs) two murders and a third attempt are the most vicious i have ever seen in films with hitchcock employing his considerable skill in direction and cutting and in use of sound and music to shock us past horror entertainment into resentment it's safe to say he was not a fan (laughs) oh shoot (laughs) which i find surprising um but that was the thing like people were split when psycho came out they oh yeah i know disgusting like walt disney famously said they did not like uh, like or appreciate psycho and yeah. there were people who were like this is mind-blowing and it's actually terrifying and i love it you know yeah so i mean over time now it's like a classic but it wasn't the case in 1960 <laughs> so now on to user reviews and more contemporary reviews <laughs> We're going to start off on a negative note and see what Adrian had to say. Um, They say, this movie is very disappointing and is way overrated. The acting is all right and has a great tone to it, but it's just very boring. At least half the movie is just boring with a bunch of dialogue. The movie is actually pretty good, aside from the pacing. And then gives it four stars. So, So what is it? Is it good or bad? That took me for a ride, that review. <laughs> what the heck? This is Adrian. Oh, my. My next review is from Maxwell. And Maxwell says, An amazing psychological thriller that feels like the grandfather of them all. Brilliant acting in suspense, plus the musical score. And to that, I just have to give a round of applause. Because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert says, Five stars. 
Psycho is a milestone for the horror genre. Before this movie, the horror genre was based on two columns. The first was German expressionism that had been generated after World War I, and the second was the trial of the Hollywood horror genre, which was limited to films like King Kong, Frankenstein, and Dracula. Psycho started a revolution of this genre and definitely deserves the respect that it gets. Okay. Again, clap, 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 clap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I approve this message. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then my last but not least is another review from when the movie. Oh, no, it's not from when the movie came out. It's just another review from. Oh, no. No, it is. It's <laughs> Sorry, I messed up a little bit. It's a review from when the movie first came out in um, 1960. So this is the Hollywood Reporter's review. Okay. And it was written by Jack Harrison from the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. And he had a really long review. But basically, he says... The great filmic talents of Alfred Hitchcock, his superb artistry, technical mastery, skill, and planning are very much evidence in Psycho. His new Paramount release, which opened yesterday in a special engagement prior to its general release in August. This is a first-rate mystery thriller full of visual (laughs) shocks and surprises, which are heightened by the melodramatic realism of the production. It is certain to be one of the biggest grocers of the summer. And a big part of that was because they put a lot of stock in their marketing technique of just like blind reaction from the audience. They didn't know what they were getting into. Um, everything was very vague in terms of, it was like vague, but ominous how they marketed the movie. Sure. And they didn't let people in if they were like even a minute late. And instead of playing like the trailers or like lobby music while people were waiting for the film to start, uh-huh. it was like half down. It was like 10 minutes to psycho six minutes to psycho like that and there were posters all over the movie theaters that had alfred hitchcock with like a clock or like a little watch and it uh-huh. said the manager of this theater has been instructed to not let anyone in this film even a minute after it starts so they wow. basically wanted people to go into it not knowing anything and i was reading while i was doing research that alfred hitchcock bought the rights anonymously from the novelist of uh the move of the novel that like inspired the screenplay uh-huh. and as many copies of the book as possible so that no one would know what's going to happen. And so they were obviously shocked, right? Nothing like that had been done before. So that kind of played, I think, a huge role in it drawing eyes to... That's smart. That's really smart. (laughs) All right. Uh, Time for number three. So my third movie, um, and I want to preface this by saying that you particularly, Tara... Mm-hmm. We'll probably be, not be surprised when I tell you what movie I looked up. But my third movie is uh, American Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. At all. <laughs> and I was just honestly like, I, ha- I have to say, okay, I, I want to, this is what I want to preface this particular movie with. When I saw the movie, I like, that was my first real exposure to Kevin Spacey. Um, and, you know, since then that has sort of gone away, like, or sorry, backtrack. Uh, I became a fan of his, um, and since all of these allegations and what have you, and all of that has since, since diminished. But anyway, the point of me picking this movie, the reason that I did is because I was just curious, honestly, to see what people had to say. 
um, he goes almost like psycho just in what I've noticed from talking to people about it. There are sort of mixed opinions on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. That's definitely a polarizing film. If you were oh, to bring- 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so I honestly, I, I picked it because I was genuinely curious about what people had to say. Like, I know how I feel about it. I really like the movie. I think it's cool. However, to be perfectly honest, as much as I do love the movie, I could understand why maybe some people wouldn't like it. I know that's mm-hmm. a very weird stance to have on a movie, especially if you really do like it, but it's just how I feel, especially now considering the, the allegations definitely, or not the allegations, the, 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 the things that have come out uh, as, as truth um, have definitely uh, made my opinion change pretty drastically. So anyway, um, so <laughs> Uh, this review is on Rotten Tomatoes and this is from Stephen Hyden. Uh, he's works, looks like he works for a company called Uproxx. Um, mm-hmm. and he says, as faux, as faux deep Oscar bait goes, American beauty is as broad and predictable as an episode of three's company. <laughs> Sorry, I moved so quickly from that, but I just saw the next review and this is why this is the one that I was waiting to bring, to bring up to you so uh and this is from walter cha mm-hmm. uh from film freak central um mm-hmm. and the review is on um rotten tomatoes okay so so <laughs> the review says it's like norman bates getting good advice from mother <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway so (laughs) so i thought you might enjoy that one oh i did (laughs) which is why i did it um (laughs) and i anyway uh and then this person says this is on imdb or not imdb sorry rotten tomatoes rather Mm -hmm. uh jason clark from matinee magazine says when all is said and done doesn't really offer anything new now don't get me wrong i understand that but dang dude like (laughs) there's only so many things you can do i don't know whatever point is my personal opinion is i thought it was a great movie and i think the acting is really good and it's like i thought it was a cool story i personally at the time had never seen anything like it um so yeah that's really my very (laughs) shallow opinion on the movie so moving forward um i have yeah i have one more and this last one is from IMDb. Um, okay. And they gave it a one star, one out of 10. And this review was posted in 1999. Hmm. Um, and it says, the more I see it, the more I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, dang, okay, okay, all right. You hate it, I get it. And to be honest, I to be perfectly honest with you, Tara, mm-hmm. I have found that more people dislike it than they like it. Gotcha. So my next movie is Minority Report. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Right. So the first review that I have for Minority Report is from someone whose initials are GJ. And they said, it's a horrific attempt at overcomplication to tell a ridiculous story of murder. Spielberg with his boyish charm should stay away from stories of murder and crime. The film oozes comic strip while attempting to convince you that this is a possible future with some pathetic, sophomoronic attempt at logic and middle school science. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. 
All right. No star rating. So. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so, I mean, I'm probably just, like you said, like with Psycho. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably just really biased, but no claps for you, dog. No claps for you, G- GJ. Uh-huh. Well, Tammy comes in and they, she didn't give, he or she, they did not give a uh, star rating. And they say, Minority Report was made far ahead of its time. Although the concept of pre-crime sounds bogus or ridiculous. It's almost... Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yet this movie is totally entertaining in every bit of it. Spielberg is a genius in making conceptual movies, and this movie is indeed undoubted proof of that. Tom Cruise, Colin Farrell, and Max von Sydow's performances were excellent. Yeah, it's quite a cast. I love that movie. Anyway, as we know. (laughs) Let us hope this kind of technology comes into existence in the future decades. Watch Minority Report without any hesitation. That's great. I mean, I don't know about the let this kind of technology come into existence in the future because there was a bill in in California on the ballot um, last year for um, like the state elections, basically talking about this system that can basically um, (laughs) like kind of predict like uh criminal behavior yo what yeah and like should it be used in our community to you know basically without getting too much into it predict any type of criminal behavior and there was a lot of uh pushback because i mean you can you could guess why (laughs) and wow fusion as to what they're trying to actually do so holy cow they did not make it to um, any type of fruition, but the fact that it was proposed and someone's like working on profiling technology like that doesn't sit right with me personally. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. I don't like that. Yeah. And yeah, this is not Minority Report. For real. Great, great movie, but I would never. Yeah. Yeah. Like Oof. the concept of pre-crime and all of that, like you just... I don't know. You can't hope for something like that because if you, if ever, if something like that ever, I guess, came into existence, like it would not work like a well-oiled machine. It would work exactly how if you put a person in charge of something like that. Totally. Still people behind the technology. But anyways, all right. Okay. So my next review is from someone named Dustin and Dustin says, this movie is one of my top three movies of all time. Let's go, Dustin. Okay, okay. What I'd like to hear. All right. <laughs> oh, freaking good. It is. You are really able to sink your teeth into the plot. And Tom Cruise and Spielberg's work is great. Very well done movie. And to the people who don't like it, not only are you wrong, but I can't speak on your behalf. Okay, Dustin and I would be homies. Yeah. Wow. Ending my last. (laughs) My last. Oh shoot! Your laugh. (laughs) Your laugh says it all. (laughs) Okay. My last review ending on a negative note. (laughs) Okay. Francis gives this movie half a star, and says, "An ultimately stupid story, totally irrelevant in every aspect." (laughs) That's it. That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> what? There was one that I saw that I didn't use because they used too many words to basically say that this movie is only like high concept to someone. 
who hates using fake science jargon makes you sound smart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, most some of your reviews were were correct, but some were not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So the next movie I chose was uh, I chose um, Elf. <laughs> yes, one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> um, because I just love it so much. And it's like one of the number one movies that I can quote like the back of my hand. And it's just so fun. I mean, honestly, I could watch it. I feel like I honestly would be okay with watching it at any yeah. point in the year. Okay, so more than Minority Report, and just as Tara said, Elf is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and it, it really pains me when I see people write a bad review about this movie or say something bad about this movie. There have been a couple people in my life that have said, oh, I can't stand Elf. But why? Like, what, what do you have against wholesome Christmas movies? To be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember their reasoning because I just, I, I agreed, I disagreed so much that it didn't even stay in my brain. So, um, so the first review uh, is negative, um, okay. and it's on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and this is from Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian, and this fool, I, can, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, he says, with a little tweaking, this could be a horror film. Oh my gosh, do you know where they got that from? It's like, you know those, those YouTube channels that um, edit films into different genres completely? Oh, Yeah. Someone edited Elf into, like, a horror movie. Oh, my. Okay. It's funny when you watch it once, like, on YouTube. You're like, LOL, that's so sure. creative. But sure. to review the film that way makes no sense. Uh, next one is Sarah Michelle Fetters from MovieFreak.com. And she gave it a one out of four. And this is also still on Rotten Tomatoes. And she says, well, the gloves are off this time around for no matter how many different ways you look at it. Former Saturday Night Live funny man Will Ferrell's Christmas comedy Elf is a big lump of yuletide coal. <laughs> um, and, then, and, then, and then the next one is Marianne Johansson from Flick Philosopher. Mm-hmm. And she says, like a tacky Walmart sweatshirt bedecked with sequined snowmen, Elf is a Christmas tchotchke. Mm-hmm. First off, no one says tchotchke anymore. <laughs> um, oh, okay, this one I didn't even notice. But this guy, Josh Larson from Sun Publications, says, if we were ready to crown Farrell a comedy king, we might want to reschedule the coronation. <laughs> oh, are you, me? you guys are a bunch of haters. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, so those are my final reviews on Elf. I just realized that there was no positive review. <laughs> well, we, we are a positive review for Elf, okay? We're literally... I'm like the main spokesperson. Like we can be the main the the spokeswomen for that movie. <laughs> right. So, um, to sachet uh very uh not smoothly, <laughs> my next movie is um <laughs> surprise surprise Cassie is gonna love this one. Um, Pain and Gain. Oh. <laughs> Pain I- and- so okay 
out of all the ones you reviewed so far or talked about so far, I'm so ready to hear these. I know I keep saying that for every movie, but you're just surprising me more and more. Yeah, more and more ready every time. I'm ready. So, uh, Pain and Gain is a film that um, Cassandra and I watched uh, in theaters when we were uh, seniors in high school. We were the only ones in the theater. And so we were able to, which should have been a sign anyways, but whatever. We were able to like give our commentary and uh, react loudly. And it was, it was great. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I was just I was just looking it up right now, trying to see when it came out. And yeah, you're correct. It would have been when we were seniors. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were able to like react loudly. And honestly, Pain and Gain was one of those movies that, and there's quite a bit that I like of movies that I've watched that I feel this way about. That the concept was so interesting, and um, it could have been great. You know, it could have been like a black comedy that like stayed in the minds of people for good reasons versus the reasons that it stays like in our minds now you know <sighs> yep. uh, and when I was reading the reviews I feel like that was kind of like a general sentiment like great concept uh awkward execution totally that is the best way to describe it awkward right. execution it was so weird that's how I feel about it so as Cassie said this movie came out in 2013 and it has an Overall rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 50%, which is pretty apt from what I've seen um, online and as what as well as what I've heard from people that have watched it. Like some people have been like, yeah, it was kind of funny. It was funny, you know? Um, and some people were like, they oh. love The Rock or Mark Wahlberg or something. I don't know. Right. right. A lot of people also mentioned that they liked it because of the star cast, you know? They were like, great star cast. And I'm like, yeah, but not used well. <laughs> yeah, real great. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it has 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 on IMDb out of 10, and 45% on Metacritic. So the first review that I have of this film is from <laughs> someone named Richard from TheIndependentCritic.com. And he says, <laughs> very short and sweet, adds up to more pain than gain. <laughs> Two out of four. <laughs> JM from the Wall Street Journal, when this film first came out, uh, reviewed it and said, Michael Bay's absurdist comedy is all pain, no gain, and an utter monstrosity. It may be the most unpleasant movie I've ever seen. And I'm not forgetting freaks, which pain and gain resembles, come to think of it. What was the movie you said? Freaks. Oh. Instead of misshapen sideshow performers, the camera dwells on three grotesquely bemuscled bodybuilders played by Wahlberg, Johnson, and Mackie. So um, now on to the other 50%. So I gave you two negative reviews, and then these were the positive ones that I found. Okay. MK says, four stars. I'm strong. I'm hot. I'm big. Do you believe in the American dream? Yes, I do. It means to be better version of ourselves from that we were yesterday. Definitely a good watch. Fully pumped out film. Always enjoy the little things in life because those are the big things that matter later. Never have regrets. Never stop believing on yourselves and never back down. Each and every character played its part stunningly. Mark and Dwayne were stellar. Michael Bay films never fail to disappoint. <laughs> so, end of oh, review. Wait, 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 wait. That was a Michael Bay movie? 
Yes, it was a Michael Bay movie. And when you say Michael Bay films, never fail to disappoint. <laughs> Do you mean all of them except Pain and Gain? <laughs> or... Uh, guys, okay. So this person loved um, Pain and Gain, clearly. And so did this next person. So Zeke says, five stars. There is something about this movie. I don't know what it is or why, but I love it. Me and my friends all have similar tastes in movies, but yet they don't like this movie. I write this review on my fifth time watching it. Maybe it's because I love this era of 90s Miami. Maybe it's because I'm a huge fan of all three main characters. Maybe it's because I love the story. I have no idea. But I never recommended a movie more than I recommend this one right here. No, 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 no. For real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> Zeke, my friend. You're wrong, my guy. Oh, my God. That you recommend more than this? There, there You know, there are way better movies, I promise you. <laughs> mm. Holy cow. That is crazy. Okay, first off, <laughs> wow, you really, okay, that, that would be your top. Like, oh, man, hey, Zeke, what movie should I watch tonight? Yo, dog, pain and gain, I'm telling you. Uh, no. <laughs> that would be his top. He literally said he never recommends a movie more than he rec- recommends this one. Oh, my God. That is crazy. That is blowing my mind. And don't think I forgot my little trivia tidbit. So the trivia that I have for this movie is that um, Mark Wahlberg had to eat 12 meals a day to get the gains that he did for this movie. And he had to continue eating 12 meals a day the whole time that they filmed and, like, stay pumped. I forget. Was he not? He wasn't fat in that movie, was he? He was, was, like, ripped. Oh, oh, oh. He was, like, like, jacked. Yeah, because they all play like bodybuilders. Oh, so, like, that's right. That's right. Start, like, kidnapping wow. people. <laughs> like, the that's right. Okay. Google is is showing me that right now. Holy cow. Dang. Even Anthony Maggie looks kind of ripped. That's crazy. Yeah. So one of the, yeah, they all gained like tons of muscle for the film. But Makes sense. Hence one the of the <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that um, Cassie and I hated the most in this movie and spoiler alert is the scene where they barbecue their hands and they're like, ah, ah. And so um, one trivia tidbit that I found was like, though based on a true story, some scenes such as the hands barbecue scene are creative additions by the filmmakers. And wow. Really a great, great, (laughs) great little uh, addition that you added to that really already amazing movie. Yeah. There's no need to ask have that part. Oh my god. As you can tell, my mood has come down because of this stupid movie. I hate it so much. Oh, no. oh my gosh. It ugh. it's just a lot. It's like you know how movie okay. For me personally, that movie just felt like too much. Yeah. And so that's that's my hot take on it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree completely. Okay. What's your uh next movie, Cassie? Okay, for my final movie. What'd you say? Is this the last one? Yeah. Cool. Yep. So for my right. final for my final movie, I have chosen, and this is probably one of my all time favorites. Uh, I have chosen 
Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. I've chosen a bug's life. Random, random, but a good choice. (laughs) I love it so much. And and much like Elf, I was so curious about, because I love it so much. um, I was so curious uh, about what people had to say. And so uh, there are some very strong opinions on the movie, both good and bad. My personal opinion is that it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, I also think it's a very underrated Pixar movie. I, you know, whenever you ask someone what their favorite Pixar movie is, they're like, Up or, you know, something a little more, I don't know, relatively recent or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like it's one that kind of, you know, uh, got, fell through the cracks, uh, which is funny because there's a scene where, well, anyway, if you've seen the movie. Uh, anyway, uh, so I chose Bugs Life. Um, now, the reviews I have are pretty much all from IMDb, except for one. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, so the first couple of reviews are from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and this way <laughs> comes from, uh, a woman and it's actually pretty it's pretty positive uh so they gave it a five out of five and this is nail minnow from common sense media and it says it's a very very much like a an elderly woman review like it just sounds like a grandma reviewing the movie it says cute animated tale with some mild peril and scary bugs (laughs) some mild peril (laughs) How cute. She says mild peril, but then says scary bugs. Like, <laughs> what? Anyway. Um, so, okay, so that was pretty much the only review that I that caught my eye on Rotten Tomatoes. And then the next, um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so I also want to say, I've noticed that they're talking a lot about ants. Uh, in these reviews, um, mm-hmm. and they compare it to, you know, oh, well, this movie came after Ants and whatever, but I don't know. They're, while they're the same sort of concept as far as, you know, dealing with Ants, I personally like Bugs Life, or A Bugs Life, rather, so much better. So, um, let's see. Okay, so the first review is actually by someone on IMDb. They gave it an eight out of 10 and their username is actually Hitchcock, but with no K. <laughs> um, so it says, the, the subject says, I hope this doesn't bug you. Can't help it. <laughs> and it says, the Disney animation is again, top notch. Like the movie Ants, we have a rebel in the collective. The ant population has been victimized by the bullying grasshoppers who come by each year to collect their share. They are like mob bosses. <laughs> They are also huge compared to the ants. So along comes Flick, who, because of his best intentions, makes things even worse. He is brought before a tribunal. What? Is it tribunal? Tribunal? Girl, you say it how you want to say it. He's brought before a T-R-I-B-U-N-A-L and banished. That's how I'm going to say it. (laughs) Okay, that's much better. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, like any self-respecting outcast, it is his job to reclaim his right to be part of the culture. (laughs) 
He is creative and inventive, and so he has the tools to manage this. Even though things are predictable, oh my God, here we go again. They still come off quite nicely visually. Okay, next review is a six out of 10, and the subject line says, Pixar does ants. Uh, a misfit ant looking for warriors to save his colony from greedy grasshoppers recruits a group of bugs that turn out to be an inept circus troupe. At the time this came out, it was probably a big, it was probably a big hit, and they got, they certainly got a wide selection of interesting voices. But now it no longer really has that charm. What are you talking about? The message, um, of, non the <laughs> message of nonconformity is still good, and not letting yourself get punished around. But the oh my god, has not what that says. <laughs> oh my god, let's start that sentence over. The message of nonconformity is still good, and not letting yourself get pushed around. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> But the animation is just so standard for Pixar that the wow factor no longer applies. You're insane. Anyway, uh, I disagree with that. I disagree. Uh, um, and then someone says, watching insects on nature shows is more interesting. Okay, right. Okay, that's fine. All right, that's fine. You do that then. You do that then, and then we'll watch Bugs Life. Yeah, we'll be laughing, and you'll just be, you'll be bored. Yeah, I have to say that I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Bugs Life because that was one of the movies that we watched constantly growing up. Um, yes. And uh -huh. you know what's so funny is that like when I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger, my parents would only let us watch like kids friendly like stuff, yeah. except um so it was like kids friendly stuff like Disney stuff um all the like Disney like and Nick Jr like TV stuff um and then all Bollywood movies <laughs> except for if they had like like um assaults and murder and things like that in them obviously right. but if it was just like um a lighter light lighter subplot like oh someone was killed it didn't matter like <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> And so I grew up literally only watching like Disney Pixar movies, all the like kids animated movies, Disney uh, Channel like original movies, yeah. and movies. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah. And like kid friendly like Hollywood mainstream movies were cool, you know, but that was mainly like Disney, you know? And then like obviously like light like comedies like um, the next movie that I'm going to talk about. So here's a. a good um transition into my next movie the first good transition of this whole conversation <laughs> so we were allowed to watch movies like my next film which is miss congeniality oh i was not <laughs> expecting that i know you weren't <laughs> miss congeniality is my wild card because it was one of my favorite movies growing up so we were allowed to watch movies like that okay and um <laughs> Miss Congeniality was one that we had on DVD and I would watch it over and over and over and over again. And I love it. And anytime, cause I don't have a favorite movie. Okay. I never have. I never will. Um, I love so many movies. I can't pick one. So when people would be like, you know, how you do like icebreakers in like college or like at events and stuff. Right. They'd be like, okay, name, give us your name, your favorite color and your favorite movie. <laughs> I would always just say Miss Congeniality or Psych. Uh -huh. That's it. <laughs> wow. What a, what a like crazy juxtaposition. Like you have, uh, a movie that like paved, uh, you know, did a lot of things for cinema, and then Miss Congeniality. It's like it's definitely good, but like it's like you it's know, it's like a, a comedy. Well, I'm a mixed bag. Okay, I'm a walking, 
walking contradiction. So, <laughs> Miss Congeniality came out in 2000, okay? So, um, it was perfect for its time. And I feel like it stands the test of time for the most part. Oh, definitely. I, um, I know there are things that are dated, obviously. But um, I still love it. It has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Very hurt. Very really? Yeah. Um, and it has 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are very hurt. Very offended. What? And 43% on Metacritic. Um, Can I just, okay, you're reminding me of, okay, when I was in college, I had a professor mm-hmm. that this is the exact reason why he said, like, he he would always tell us, I hate Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. For this exact reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever met anyone that has mentioned where, where Miss Congeniality has come up in conversation and they've been like, oh, that movie is terrible. Right. They either, they quote it or they, you know, they put it on when it's on like whatever channel it comes on, you know, as like a, not a rerun, but like, you know, just whenever it comes on, you know, one of those big like channels, I guess. And, um, so that's very interesting. Um, and further proves the point that uh, Rotten Tomatoes, no offense, sucks. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> I agree. I feel like it's very quotable. Um, almost everybody remembers it. And if you haven't seen it um, and you watch it, you'll most likely enjoy it unless you think of yourself um, like a serious like um, connoisseur of art and films and, you know. Then if you take yourself too seriously and you take your film watching experience very seriously, then you might not enjoy it. But anyways, so I'm going to start off on a um, positive note. Okay. And it says, um, Sarah gives this movie uh, three stars and says, Sandra Bullock is another actress I would watch in anything. And this was a fun way to pass the time. And the reason I picked this is because she gave it three stars, but then she said nice enough things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was funny because you you're just because you have a positive opinion about something doesn't mean it's automatically like a four or five stars, right? right? Yeah, people are very serious with their stars. <laughs> like they're right. Three stars. I did enjoy it. <laughs> it's like, okay. However, yeah, no, I know. Right. Um. Anyways, so my next review is five stars, and the title is "Not a Miss, a Smash Hit," and how. <laughs> Even though this was a successful film, it's really underrated by all standards. This is a movie that is as perfect as pure comedy, has fantastic performances, and a surprisingly effective social commentary. <laughs> yes, this was this review was by Renegade. Yes, Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next review is from a film critic from the Herald Sun in Australia. And they certified it rotten with 2.5 out of 5 on run. And they say, here's Sandra Bullock doing what she's always done, playfully splashing about in the middle of the mainstream. Those who enjoy a little mindless diversion won't mind getting wet once again. Jim from the Sacramento News and Review, um, also a critic, gave it 1 out of 5 stars and certified it rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Says... Bullock's talent for gentle farce is not enough to carry her here. There are only so many times she can get a laugh out of stumbling in high heels and talking with her mouth full. Um, that is her character, okay? That is Gracie. She talks with her mouth full, okay? And she's clumsy. She's Grace. I mean, holy hell. She only stumbles, like, twice, okay, Jim? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways. All right. It's <laughs> my second to last review. And Rick gave this film two and a half stars. He says, all you need is a light jacket and not even a thinking cap to get through this light and pop comedy. <laughs> rude. I don't think he meant to be rude. I just think, I think he was uh, just saying like, it's not, it's, it's a popcorn movie. Oh. <laughs> you don't need to think much when you go into it. So, but I love the quote. I love all you need is a light jacket. That's my favorite. April 23rd. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, my last review and my favorite one. <laughs> this is from Amazon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Maria says, one star, defective product. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> says, I love this movie. My review is about the DVD. I ordered this for my daughter's birthday. We were watching it as a family on her birthday when the DVD stopped working midway through. I tried playing it in multiple DVD players and had no luck. The replacement DVD was rattling around in the container and came in a broken case. We haven't tried watching it yet. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, I always have to wonder, like, you know, in things like that where it's like, okay, did you not realize that you were... This is for the movie, not like Funny. the DVD that you bought from the, like a seller. On Prime, but I guess Prime bunches like the reviews from like if it's like a physical product, like a DVD. Oh, interesting. Okay. Also, I don't know because I looked on Prime, but it just made me laugh because I thought it was just a movie review, but it was for the DVD. <laughs> oh, that's <is> funny. <laughs> so for my trivia for Miss Congeniality, which is one of one of my favorite films just because it just holds a special place in my heart. Um, so if you haven't seen it, these might not make sense, but if you have, there you go. So Sandra Bullock in the scene where she goes to the dance rehearsal for the first time at the pageant, um, she didn't go to any actual rehearsals either. And so she was genuinely like just moving awkwardly like that, trying to keep up. That's funny. Um, <laughs> didn't know the choreography at all. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was so funny. And then there was also supposed to be like a subplot in the movie where um uh like Sandra Bullock's character had like um a mom and in the beginning where she gets in a fight with that little boy on the playground like the mom comes in and like the mom's all disappointed in her, you know? And it's kind <laughs> of, Yeah, and her mom is supposed was supposed to be like an FBI agent that got like killed in the line of duty and it basically inspired Gracie to go on and become like, you know, an FBI agent. Oh, wow. But they cut that out because they just felt like it was going to uh, drag the plot out like too much and add unnecessary elements. Okay. I'm glad they did. I feel like I like how quickly it gets into the thick of things, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Oh, sorry. Some desk difficulties. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that was it. Those were all my reviews. Those were all your reviews. What'd you think? Fun. This was a fun one. This was a fun one. <laughs> this was fun. I am genuinely like, I was surprised, but not surprised at some of the things that people had to say. Because when you look overall at how people perceive a movie, whether it's through like um, how many stars it has generally overall, or um, it's Rotten Tomatoes score, which isn't valid. But when you look at it, you see why it has that score. Because yeah these that people overwhelmingly love and it has like like a 95 percent and then there's movies that kind of like split people and it has like a 50 percent or like a 45 percent and you can kind of see why right yeah. the only 
that confused me was Miss Congeniality because it's not a poorly made film in any way. It's just literally like a rom com or not yeah. even a com. It's like an action comedy or like a, you know, like it's yeah. it's just a comedy overall. Like what were you expecting from a comedy made in the 2000s, like in the year 2000? Yeah, well, exactly, and that, that's even like going back to uh, you know Elf. Even I mean, it's a Christmas movie. What did you What did you expect? Right, and yeah. yet here you are. Here you are, like, obsessing over a Christmas story. Right. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Like, what do you, like, all your reviews, I don't know if it's just because of the ones that you had chosen, but all of the reviews that you read for Elf were not positive. And I'm like, what were you expecting from Elf with Will Ferrell? Like, Will Ferrell's a good actor. I'm not saying that he's not, but he's not known for serious cinema. Yeah. So what, like, what were you thinking? Yeah, not to mention, I mean, I think the thing with Elf is that, you know, for me, I remember seeing it as a kid and being surprised by it, being surprised by Will Ferrell. Yeah. uh, Because I didn't think it was a type of humor or type of movie, really, that he would have done. It felt a little bit, not that I'm saying that he was a serious actor, but he was just like his comedy was like, felt a little bit more edgy, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then he did Elf, and he was, like, totally childlike and everything, and I don't know. The point is, uh, not to go down, like, a, a rabbit trail with that, but I don't know. It is it is surprising to read some of the reviews. Like I said, what did you expect? I mean, it wasn't, like, this, you didn't have to think critically about the movie Elf. <laughs> so, right. Right. you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to win an Oscar, that's for sure, but it's a, you know, a damn good movie. I don't know. Exactly. So... it is what it is those were our opinions those were our opinions on people's reviews and our reviews uh hopefully you enjoyed this episode i'm sure it's going to be rather lengthy so if you got to the end of it um congratulations um here's a a little round of applause for you (laughs) you have all our gratitude and um we you follow our podcast and uh, follow us on instagram and are excited for more. We'll see you next week. We'll talk oh, to you. We forgot to add. We forgot to add. We are on Spotify oh. and Apple. Yeah, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, follow, subscribe, whatever you do there. And um, follow us on Instagram. We'll keep you updated. At on- Movie Night Musings. Yeah, at Movie Night Musings. We'll keep you updated on our schedule, on maybe potential topics for the upcoming weeks, as well as. Uh, share pictures and videos of things we talk about in the episode if you want um, a little bit of that visual representation. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And that's a wrap for us. See you next time. Yeah.